Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Y'all turn in your Bible with me to Romans chapter 2 today. Romans chapter 2. And stand with me as we read Romans chapter 2, 1 through 11. Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another you condemn yourself, because you... The judge practiced the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those who practice such things, and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourselves on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. He will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek, for God shows no partiality. For God shows no partiality. Let's pray together. God, we just give you thanks today that we can gather in Jesus' name and hear your word, and we just pray over this passage together. God, that you help us to see if we're living with excuses. Uh, God, if we think that we are are better than others, if we think that our righteousness is somehow self-made, something that we can do on our own apart from grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. God, we ask you to reveal to us uh, judgmental, hypocritical hearts that we might have. uh, Ways that we might view people that keep them down and tear them down instead of seeing people in your eyes, believing in what you can do regardless of what people have done or where they're at in their life or what has happened to them, to realize, God, that you can restore, you can renew, you can redeem anyone, no matter where they're from, no matter what's happened. And God, if we don't believe that or if, we've, uh, if we're judging people wrongly, if, if any of that's going on in our lives today, help this passage Help your truth today to reveal that and to change our hearts and our mind for your glory. Open our eyes, God, that we may see you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated today. And today we're going to talk about the path, uh, way of repentance. And so I want to encourage you to, to think about this passage today and, uh, and to really truly pray over that. Um, what happens in this passage is, number one, we're talking about the Apostle Paul who wrote it. And we've, we looked at his conversion in Acts chapter 9 where he hated Christians. He went by Saul at that time and, uh, and he wanted to persecute Christians. He wanted to hurt Christians. He, uh, he wanted to stop you know, that, the message of Jesus from going forward because he believed it was anti-God. He didn't think it had anything to do with God or with the Old Testament. Uh, and, and, and his heart has changed. He meets the risen Savior Jesus Christ. 
and his life is, is, is transformed. He, uh, he, he's not able to see for three days. And, uh, and, and, uh, and then Ananias uh, and brothers in Christ lay hands on him and pray over him. And he receives Jesus Christ as his Savior and Lord. Uh, his eyes are opened uh, and, uh, and he is baptized. And then he goes and begins to tell people about Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and his life is transformed and changed. And, uh, and what an awesome truth. What an awesome message to think about. And then after faithfully following Jesus Christ and doing all these things, he writes this letter to the Romans. Uh, and we've talked about that, uh, that the heart of the letter, the righteous shall live by faith. That we're to live by faith, not by law. And so he talks about that. And what we looked at last week was the God's wrath on the unrighteous. And so for a lot of the Jewish people, when they would hear something like that, they would be thinking, God's wrath is for everybody else but us. We're better than that because of our race, because of who we are and what we come from, because we're Jews. God's not talking about, He's not going to have wrath on us, it's those other people. Uh, And so that kind of mentality can go in any of our lives where we start to think God is for my people. God likes people that think like me and look like me and wear clothes like me. Right? God is for for my kind of people and God's wrath is for anybody else. Right? Other types of people. And uh, and so we start to to not even realize in it, we start to pass judgment on people. Uh, we start to, to, to do that unless the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. You're judging people uh, day by day in a sinful way. Of course, we're not talking about as believers holding each other accountable. Evan talked to the junior high kids about that today where we've got to hold each other accountable. And if I'm doing something that's sinful and unchristlike, I want you to come say, hey, what are you doing? Why are, you do, why are you acting that way? Why did you say that? Why are you treating this person like that? That's not judgment. That's not being judgmental. But being judgmental is passing judgment on people's eternal destinies. Trying to decide that we're God and we can decide uh, things that only God can decide. And so in our pathway to repentance, if we truly want to turn away from sin like Paul did, He was going one way, and even though he thought it was religious and it was of God, it wasn't. It was the wrong way, and he starts to turn 180 to go a whole new way, and that is the way of God. That's the pathway of repentance. And on that pathway, if we want to truly know God, if we want to truly follow Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord, number one, we've got to realize it's not our job to fix people. And that's a lot of times where we get frustrated as Christians or as husbands or wives is we try to fix people, right? We want to fix it, and that's God's work. We can help in that. We want to serve God in that area. But ultimately, it's not our job to fix people. Uh, And if we go around trying to fix people, we're going to get severely frustrated. And it's not our job to point out the sins of others. That's being judgmental. If that's on my only heart is to say, you're doing this wrong, and you're doing that wrong, and you're doing, and you need to change this, and you need to change that. That's not our job, right? And, 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 and a lot of times that's what the church gets defined by. You come here to be told what you're doing wrong. But that's not the heart of it. That's not right, right? Our job is not to point at others uh, and point out their sin. 
and to decide that, that so-and-so's doing this wrong and so-and-so's doing that wrong. And, you know, that's not, that's not the heart of what Christianity is about. God's people, our job is to point others to the one true God. That should be our heart. That, that if I could just get you to look at the greatness and the wonder and the, and the majesty of God, your sin would begin to fall off. Right? Like, like, a, like a snake shedding its skin, you would have a new skin. You would have a newness. And that stuff that you thought you couldn't live without, all those sins that were so important and magnified in your life, you wouldn't even want them anymore. When you begin to look to Jesus Christ, when you begin to see God and realize His love in sending His one and only Son to die for our sins. So I don't want to be pointing out your sins. I want to be pointing you to the One who forgives you and heals you and delivers you from those sins. God grants us the power to overcome sin each and every day. And so what is your heart? What is your mission? As you think about your life and the people in your life that you're frustrated with or that you long to see them transform and change, to just point out what they're doing wrong is just going to drag them down further or make them rebel against you and want nothing to do with you. But to point them to God, that should be our heart. That should be our message. And and that's what Paul is striving to get the Jewish people to see in these verses. Is they don't think they need God's salvation in Jesus Christ. They think they can do it themselves by obeying the law, by following their man-made rituals, by doing the things they want to do. And they don't realize that they're passing judgment on everybody else. Because they're guilty of the very sins that they claim that they're not doing. That they're not guilty of. And so that's the the heart of, of, of coming to know Jesus Christ as your Savior and having a real relationship with God has got to start with a brokenness. That I realize I'm just as sinful as anybody else. As the inmates on death row as the people that are homeless and living in the streets, as whoever else, the drug addicted, you name it, I am just as sinful as they are. And I am in need of God's salvation in Jesus Christ just as much as they do. And I will righteously be, uh, be thrown in hell or God's wrath will come against me because of the sin in my life. And I am just as worthy of that as anybody else. That's where it's got to start. If you try to start a relationship with God by doing good works and and you're going to get your life right and you're going to do this and you're going to stop doing that, it's never going to happen. You might do good for a little while. You're going to maybe go leave here on Sunday and you might get through the rest of this Sunday doing some good things, but eventually you're going to fall right back into that pit of despair because you cannot do it. And that is why God sent Jesus Christ. Because you and I cannot do it. You can't be good enough. There's nothing you can do to be good enough to avoid the wrath of God. to, uh, To be in the presence of God apart from trusting in Jesus Christ, believing in His Son. The righteous shall live by faith because the righteousness belongs to Jesus Christ. So the pathway to repentance, it's not about pointing 
others' sin out. It's not about pointing out what everybody's doing wrong. It's about pointing people, I want you to know the God that I know. I want you to, to hear about the truth of Jesus Christ, my Savior, my Lord. I want you to see this Bible that teaches us the, the, who God is. Pointing people to God. That's the heart uh, of, of the repentant path, of the repentant person. The pathway to repentance, what is it paved by? It's paved by God's kindness. It's paved by God's forbearance and God's patience. So God's kindness is what leads us to repentance. It's not us getting angry with people and, and telling them how they think wrong and live wrong and do wrong. It's saying, there's a God that loves us. There's a God that died for us on a cross. There's a God that is with us every day. There's a God, and, and, and forbearance means that, that, that God has wrath stored up. And it's righteous and it's just. And it's going to put an end to sin and suffering. Like we talked about last week, wrath of God is a good thing. Because it's going to end it. There's not going to be any more sorrow. There's not going to be any more uh, you know, people getting away or seemingly getting away with their sin. God's got that wrath and it's ready. But He's holding it back until the right time. He's holding it back. That's forbearance. His strength, His power, it's there to put a stop to it. But in His patience, He's holding it back for a reason. He's holding it back for a reason. And so let's remember that today, that only the kindness of God in Christ Jesus can soften the hard, unrepentant heart of a stubborn sinner. No amount of finger pointing. No amount of beating people over the heads with the Bible is going to help. It's not going to soften their heart. They're not going to care about the things of God. They're going to be unconcerned. They're not going to listen to you unless the kindness of God begins to flow out of us. And they begin to see that there's a kindness about us that only God could put there. There's something about us that only God could do. It's not human. It's supernatural. It's the work of God in our life. And when they start to meet people like that, people that truly love Jesus Christ and have, and have realized their brokenness and their need for daily salvation, I need the Lord as much today as I did 20 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus. I need Him every day. When they start to meet people like that, God's kindness working through you and working through the message of Jesus Christ is going to soften hard, unrepentant hearts and lead them away from the path of judgment to the path of repentance. We're either on the path of judgment where our sin is on us, or we're on the pathway of repentance where we've given that sin to Jesus and He suffered in our place. Matthew 7.13 Enter by the narrow gate, Jesus said. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. That pathway of judgment, it's an easy way. Satan's got a lot of partiers on that path. 
It's fun. Right? Looks like Las Vegas or whatever else, right? But it leads to destruction. And that's the easiest path. You know what you have to do to be on that path? Nothing. Just be born and live on this earth and listen to what the world tells you. You're on that path to destruction. You're on that pathway to judgment. But the narrow path is the pathway to God. Right? It's the pathway to God. Jesus said, enter the narrow path. Right? Follow me on the narrow way. That is the pathway to repentance. Look at verse 5. He says, because of your hard and impenitent heart, that means you won't repent, you have a heart that won't repent, you're storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. Only God can soften the hardness of that heart. And if that's your heart today, let the kindness of God into your life. Invite Him in. Say, Lord Jesus, my heart is hardened by sin. It's hardened by unbelief. It's hardened by the things of this world. Come into my life today and save me. Forgive me of my sin. Invite God to do that in your life right now. You can turn away from that pathway of destruction to a kind and open-armed God who wants to, to, to you to be a part of His family. The pathway to repentance is always and ever God-focused, God-centered. It's a God-consumed path. Everything about the pathway to repentance, and that's where the Israelites got off track, is they started thinking the pathway to God was a works-based pathway where we do these things and we go to this temple and we offer these sacrifices and we wash our hands in this way and we wear these clothes and that makes us righteous. And that makes us better than everybody else. And that's religion. It happens in Baptist churches too. We think that because we do these things, we are working our way to heaven and that is always wrong because that's not a God-centered path. That's a self-centered path. I'm doing the work and I think God is going to bless me because of how good I am. Nope. I'm not good. And so the pathway to repentance is God's doing it. God has done it. God is going to continue to do His work. And, and I want to be focused and centered on Him. The pathway to repentance is not about who you are. You're not going to be saved because of your, the color of your skin or the money in your bank account or your family heritage or any of that. It's not about who you are. It's about who you belong to. Do you belong to the risen Savior, Jesus Christ? And are you truly, wholeheartedly, 100% following the risen Savior, Jesus Christ? For God shows no partiality. There's none. None. God doesn't care about where you come from or what you've done or what's been done to you. He cares about do you belong to His Son, Jesus Christ? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? His one and only Son. Do you believe that He died for your sin on the cross? 
became your sin on the cross, was punished in your place on the cross, and God raised Him from the dead, and He is alive today. Do you believe in Him? Do you belong to Him? For the righteous shall live by faith. Think about that. Pray about that. Is your heart filled with the love of God? This shows no partiality. When you think about people, you only talk to the people that look like you and think like you and and talk like you. Or are you open and willing to say, God, send me wherever I can, whatever I can do to share the message of God's love to anyone that you want me to go to, no matter what they look like. You doing things in your life to be around people that you would never be around were it not for Jesus. Were it not for the kindness and the love of God in your hearts, you wouldn't know these people. Are you striving to share God's love with anyone and everyone who will listen and allow you to point their hearts to the one true God? Is your love, is your heart filled with the love of God that shows no partiality? A love that longs to see all people forgiven and saved through the love of God in Christ Jesus. Is that the kind of love you have in your heart? I don't just want to see my people saved and forgiven. I want to see all people saved and forgiven. I want to be a part of a, of a global uh, work of God. Everywhere I go, I, I want to shine His light and I want God to send me to all people to share about His love and His work, what Jesus has done. Look into, listen to 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. That's God's heart, that all should reach repentance. Now, you know, sometimes, and I know some people, might be my kids, who are slow for no purpose. Right? They don't have to be, they just are, they just want to be. But God isn't slow in that way. We We may think things are moving too slowly, We may be ready for God to move. Our prayer every day is come Lord Jesus. But God's slowness has a purpose. There's a reason God allows things to go on as they are. There's a reason that He allows the darkness to exist for now. And His slowness is for a purpose. He is at work. He is being patient toward us because He wants no one to perish. Heaven is going to be filled with people of every tribe and every tongue and every nation. And that should be our heart and our message that we want, to, we want to see people everywhere come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord. Is that your heart today? I ran across this poem. It says, If of Jesus Christ... Their only view may be what they see of Him in you. And then you're to insert your name. 
what do they see? If of Jesus Christ their only view may be what they see of Him in you. So the only people Jesus know are what they see of Jesus in you. His kindness, His love, His forgiveness, His truth, His light shining in you. Is that what they're seeing? What do they see? We encourage you today, if you don't know Christ Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, if you've never, like, like Paul did, we hope today you come to see Jesus Christ, you come to experience Him in a personal way, and then you don't just leave it there, but you come forward and let us pray over you. Let us solidify that work of God by doing what was biblical, what Paul did, and we'll just pray with you today as we close this service and continue to be in prayer for you. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you've never entered into that covenant with Him that says, from this day forward, I'm going to live for you, Lord. I'm going to be yours. I'm going to be on that pathway that is a pathway of repentance. Come forward as we close this service, as we sing this last song about the greatness of God. Let His kindness soften your heart and come forward and let us pray over you to be saved and to become a part of this church family. Or if you're a believer today and you just know that you haven't been God-focused and God-centered or God-consumed, maybe you've been focused on your own goodness, thinking you're good enough and your heart is just broken today, you need prayer today. Come forward and let us pray over you. Whatever might be going on, be in prayer as we close with this time invitation. Pray for those around you. Pray for those in your life. Pray for people all over the world who need to know Jesus Christ is their Savior and their Lord because God's heart is filled with a love that shows no partiality. Let's stand together and let's pray. God, I just thank You, Lord, for Your love for each one of us. That You're not a God that cares about social statuses. or um, You're a God that loves all people and that wants all people to be saved. And God, we ask You to move in this place today. If there are those that are lost and living in sin and, and they don't belong to Your family, that today that would change, that they would come onto that pathway of repentance and believe in Jesus Christ and be saved. God, help them. God, as believers, help us to search our hearts. If we have judgmental attitudes that are sinful and wrong, if we have uh, hypocr hypocrisy in our life where we're telling people that, uh, that we're, we're something we're not. Change our hearts in that. God, help us to be a people that shine with Your light and Your love and Your kindness and Your patience. Move as we sing this song today and as we close this service and empower us in the week to come to live for You, to rise and be the people You've created us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We encourage you today to come forward and... Uh, Sorry, let me turn this thing off.